morning. It is worthy to say, now I know what they mean when they say you have skin in the game. A little over 10 years having lived there in Seattle and uh, about 11 years in uh, Africa. And just to let some of you know as I'm setting my timer here, uh, you didn't, maybe you didn't do so good in uh, geography in school. Africa is a continent, not a country. I feel better just saying that. Thank God. Pray. Africa is a continent going through many things, especially South Africa just right now. A lot of political turmoil, the uh, Zulus and the uh, Tutsis there, all rubbish, but it's uh, black on black. It's very, very violent. The Zulus don't take anything uh, except by force, and so please do pray for our churches in these areas. Mark's Gospel in chapter 4 this morning, I am beside myself. I know it's God, it's not the glue coming through the new carpet. Never was one into sniffing glue. Why waste your time? But I'm so thrilled from the opportunity to uh, be here. The Napiers allowing me to be back. Uh, it was during the uh, lockdown I was able to attempt to uh, minister a uh, service or two there on the uh, technology, the uh, live stream thing. And so this church has always meant a great deal to my wife Jeannie and I. As soon as we rounded the corner and I saw Burnside in that cross section, I'm, I'm flashing back to the days of the McCarthy's and some great times that we had together. Even some of you that maybe came in during those early revivals. And thank God that what God is doing. So we're going to have a great week. I just want to establish that right now, right up front. Uh, you got that look on your face. I don't know why, unless you had a bad piece of fish last night. We can pray for you. That too will come to pass. And so uh, we'll, you got it, didn't you? We'll get over it. So let's just have church this week. And we're going to start off right this morning to set a tone so we can have God have his way in our lives. You know, the one thing about God, young man, is that he, he sees everything. We know that. He knows everything all the way the end from the beginning. That's not the issue. That's not the challenge. For us, God knows the beginning from the end. For us, it's the in-betweens, isn't it? And right now, in this time of your personal in-betweens, you're not questioning, you're not doubting, but you are needing God to come through for you, young man, in a very real, a very powerful, a very personal way. And it's right there we can know, God really does know me. He knows what I'm feeling. He knows what I'm facing. And this morning, God wants to literally put a period on that question mark in your life to know He is God. And beside Him, brother, there's no other. There's none other. He's faithful and He is true. How many of us love the Lord this morning? Six of us? All right. Well, we're going to go for a few more before we're done. <clears throat> 
You know, Isaiah 61, it's more than just a cute refrigerator magnet, sister. Sister. But those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There's so much more you want to do, so much more you guys want to see. And sometimes as I've been studying the life of Paul, he says, my spirit's willing, but my flesh is weak. It's not the way most people preach that. He's saying literally, my physical body has limitations. But this morning, sister, God wants to give you strength. God wants to renew some things inside of you regarding your own personal lives, regarding those you call family. That sometimes life has a way of just make us plumb war out. And God today, he's going to give us strength. He's going to give a healing sister right down the muscles, right down the tension into your neck and your back and your spine. Because our God is Jehovah Jireh. He's a provider and he will provide more than just physical things. It's spiritual things. Be renewed and take hope in God. He's going to do it. Oh, I sense the Lord. Hallelujah. I sense God. Now, you guys living here in Oregon, I know people don't go on feelings. Sure they do. That's why you got those shops everywhere, man. Hallelujah. Well, not hallelujah, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Praise be to God. You know, probably now about two months ago, it was during my, my week home, that I had my biannual uh, checkup at my dentist. I call him the Drilla from Manila, although he's not Filipino. But And I, I'm making the appointment. I don't know why you have to make an appointment. They always make you wait anyway. And now it's so weird. I have to wait outside in my car in Arizona. And she's going to come out. Do you have a mask? Mm-hmm. And she's going to take my temperature. Probably a little bit warmer since I'm sitting out in the baking heat. She goes, oh, no, you're okay. So now I get to go into the office and sit on a little couch and still wait. I felt like charging my dentist by the hour. And I'm sitting at this couch, this little table, and I got some time, and I'm just kind of looking, and I'm not really into Vogue, Cosmo. I forget the other one, People or something similar. But I saw a magazine underneath. I just knew by the kind of cornflower yellow border, it was a National Geographic. I'm like, what the heck? You can't go wrong there. My grandfather got me a subscription for years for Christmas when he was alive. So I look at the front of this, and it was an absolutely stunning. I mean, it just almost hurt my eyes to look at a picture of a deep sea fish. And it was almost like glowing, you know. So I'm like, okay. I'm, so I go to the front. I find out the article. And as I'm looking at this article, some of these fish were absolutely beyond description. The colors. Some of them at will, whatever you call that. Fish gill will. They could just, and all of a sudden they began to glow. One of them had this weird appendage out over its body bigger than my nose I'm telling you and with this thing it could make it kind of light up 
and some dumb, what is that? Whoa! That's called lunch for them. But as I'm looking at this article, these species of fish, many of them, were miles and miles and miles down deep into the deepest crevices of the ocean. Now I'm thinking to myself, man, these things are beautiful. Nobody's ever even seen these things. Who gets to see these? God. God made them. And no, we're not here this morning to talk about fish. But some of you might have claimed to be a Christian. That's Christian. And with some of the things going on in life, especially coming out of this COVID thing, and could I make up front class, we are going to come out of this? Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. But some of you feel that just like those fish, your light, your life, seems to be hidden. Today we want to look at something that I believe will set a tone for this entire week of revival. This is our week. You have incredibly gracious, kind, anointed pastors here. Thank you. I can always count on you. This, this sister is my amen corner. If I could take her with me and people wouldn't think weird thoughts, I would. I was going to say tough crowd. I preached for these precious people in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, in the other building, when I was back for a conference here from Zambia. And we, we need to set this week to be a, a life-changing week. Let's start now. Our Lord Jesus is speaking in this text, and He's saying this for a reason, because He sees it already working with the persecution, with the misunderstanding of his new believers. And I want to look this morning at flipping the switch. Verse number 21 of Mark's gospel. It says also, he said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. If anyone has the ears to hear, let them hear. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Flipping your switch. We want to take just a moment, if you'll allow me to do so. I love this text. It is like reading the daily newspaper. Because first we're looking at this and it's saying a statement of Jesus talking about light and a basket. Look again with me at verse number 21. Also he said, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? 
Now, I don't know about everyone here this morning, but I know people that live real life. And can we talk, class? Can, can we talk? I'm here to preach about real life 101. Not some make-believe, not some fairy tale. Oh, you know, we could say a lot of things that make you feel all groovy, ta-da-la-la-la-la. Or we can talk about real life and have some lasting help. Sometimes life brings things into our path we didn't plan on. Disappointments, loss, betrayals, setbacks. And sometimes we don't not only know not what's going on, we don't know why. Next time you want to complain a lot about your problems, just flip to the book of Job. Just read a page. You'll thank God for your problems. Anyway, in Job 19, he's going through some things and he says, in a message translation, God threw a barricade across my path. I'm stymied. He turned out all the lights, I'm stuck in the dark. Now, if you know anything about the Word of God, darkness is a picture of confusion. It's a picture of doubt, discouragement, fear. Because when we are in dark, we don't see things clearly, do we, class? There are times in every person's life. Life will have seasons when it seems like your light will be hidden. Now bear with me. One of them is during times of silence. We live in a generation that gets absolutely well, you can't say tweaked anymore, whatever you say. We live in a generation that gets super uncomfy when everything's quiet. It's definitely not Pastor Napier. He and I go back a number of years. But sometimes I get into a car, I'm coming into a place to preach, and it's like the air conditioner's on without even a switch. It's just... Some people can't handle the silence. They always have to be saying something. Or always have to be plugged into some kind of a noise. Come on. I didn't say it was you. What are you you're going to get offended in a minute, so hang on to the right time. <laughs> oh, come on. Tough crowd. You'll get to know me quick. I don't mock anybody. I mock everybody. Especially myself. So let's be real. Times of silence. We want an answer, don't we? We need an answer. We pray and we don't hear really any feedback. See, this same man, Job, in verse 8 in the New King James, he says, He has fenced up my way so that I cannot pass. He set darkness in my path. 
sometimes will bring times of silence in our life. This one I know because I pray for people everywhere. Your light will seem to be hidden when life doesn't make sense. Ever happened to you recently? This doesn't make sense at all. Why is this happening? Why is this not happening? What the heck is going on here? Oh, thank you, John 10, 10. Abundant life? I don't think so. This is not what I signed up for. See, sometimes life doesn't make sense. And it's during these times, friends, we have to be very careful that we don't just not only draw the wrong conclusions about ourselves, that we don't draw the wrong conclusions about God. You know, the guy, I don't want to harp on him because I'm moving on, but Job, come on. Whatever the conversation was, I don't, I've never preached really on that text. It's very difficult. But in eternity, here's God Almighty on the throne and here's Pinhead. Hey, you, Pinhead, come here, Lucifer. Where you been? Uh, Up and down. But you know those people down there in the Gresham area, you think they love you, God? (laughs) You are nothing more to them than a spiritual Santa Claus. I could almost see the Almighty God wanting to say, Sierra Boca! Cayete, por favor. I don't think so. Don't make me go off on you already. But have you considered my servant Job? I tell you, there is no one like him in all the world. You can look at me with those innocent faces all you want. Most of us, if we're somewhat normal, are there still a few normal people in the Northwest? We're not normal. We're a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. Some more than others. But we like it when people say nice things about us. Imagine God saying that about you. See, the issue in real life is, yes, Satan heard that. Job didn't hear that. Uh, Job! Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tomorrow at 3.15. Oh, your Pacific time. 2.15. All hell is going to break loose. Hang in there, Bubby. It's going to be okay in the end. Yeah, okay. Wouldn't life be easier for you and me if we just knew what was going to happen next? Real life isn't always that way, is it? 
Have you ever noticed that problems come when it's not convenient? I am so not ready for this. Come on. Can we be real? What kind of a guy is this this week? A guy that's going to encourage you. I'll tell you what, right now. You're going to be encouraged this week. Encouragement's on the menu, boys and ladies. The other one that hits people very much right now is our light seems to be hidden when we're facing injustice. We are living in a time when, I don't know, we Christians are the strange ones. We Christians are the wrong people, ruining your parade. Oh, I used it last week in Tucson. I was unbelievably encouraged. Right in the Portland area, a very small group of Christians were there for some kind of praise and worship, and some ragamuffins came and disrupted their meeting, took their equipment, and threw it in the water. But was it a week ago? Not even. Several thousand Christians came back to the right, right same spot. Come and get us. I want to tell you what we are here in the Gresham Church, what we do there in Prescott, it's going to become even more unpopular. And sometimes when we are facing injustice, it spins our head. Jeremiah, one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, and even Jerry had one of those days. He starts off so well like some of you. Jeremiah 12 and 1. Jeremiah questions, Righteous are you, O Lord, when I plead with you. Yet, let me talk with you about your judgments. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why? Are they so happy? I said it, happy. That deals so treacherously. Hmm, huh, I'm waiting. Sometimes in real life, things will not only hurt our hearts, they'll hurt our heads. It's like, this, this is not right. And it brings us here to the statement Jesus makes about this light in the bed. You know, and again, I can't speak for you, but I will speak to you. I'm from Prescott. Our guys, we stand up, speak up, and shut up. And I will in a few minutes, trust me. We will not keep you long, these services. But no one that's somewhat real, no one chooses tragedy. Right? Come on. No one chooses darkness. No one wants to live in confusion. But in one statement, now we see the light moving from under a basket to under a bed. Now, if you know anything about Israeli culture, 
I know that Pastor and probably his wife, I know that Tyson, maybe some of you have been to the Holy Land. If you study Jewish culture, you know, these, listen, and you young people, good thing you're sitting down. They didn't have electricity. They couldn't say, okay, kids, time for bed and go flick a switch. They didn't have Bic lighters. Batteries. So what they would do many times is when it was time to go to sleep, they would take a large basket and put it over a lamp to diffuse the light. That somewhat makes sense. But light a lamp under the bed? What are you looking for, Bobby? Your brother's gum? It doesn't make sense, does it? And yet Jesus is saying this for a reason. See, we cannot choose always what happens to us. But we can choose how we react. The light's still going somewhat and But we get offended, we get hurt, we get misunderstood. See, some right now, right now you're going through some things. I understand, and we might as well just define it right now. No one here. No one who is alive has ever gone through something like this COVID-19 thing. No one. It's doing things to people, I'm telling you. And what I'm finding out as an evangelist, far more damaging many times than the viral part of it, it's the fear. It's the emotional. There is a post-COVID spirit And it's affecting people. There must come a place like yesterday. Thank God for the new location, Pastor. The mind of God. People everywhere. A park. All this. We got to get back to what we do. I refuse. I will not let any political leader. You don't describe. You don't choose my new normal. No. I don't give you that right. Only you and I, through the grace of God, can choose our normal. Come on. And I believe why this is here is because every single day, hurt, anger, frustration, misunderstanding, people just simply quit. People quit friendships, relationships, marriages, jobs, ministries, sometimes even church. Our Savior knows what He's saying here. That those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And be very careful how you hear. 
Don't take it out of context. It's about this. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. First Kings 19 and 12. Elijah, without question, one of the most powerful Old Testament prophets. He has just had an incredible outreach, an incredible encounter with God. Although I wouldn't know how our brother could have given this report. Yes, uh, we had a fantastic outreach. God showed up, took the sacrifice, a couple hundred killed. But the most incredible supernatural outpouring and one text message from Jezebel. Well, it wasn't a text, but you got to keep it current, you know. Seriously. One message. Far be it from me if by this time tomorrow you will not be like one of those prophets, which meant dead, ixnay, sirenara. So he runs. Don't tell me Jezebel was the cover girl for Roller Derby Monthly. It's not like that. Listen to me. Fear. When things happen we are not ready for. People run. People hide. People quit. So here he is. He's hiding in a cave. The man of God. (laughs) Oh, this is a God you can serve, young people. This is a God you can trust, my friends. God came to where he was. He didn't leave him there. This is what revival is. I know you're not in a cave, but yours might be spiritual. Yours might be relational. Yours could be emotional. And God says to Elijah, what what are you doing here? We all know I'm the only one left and la, 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 excuses. God says, go on out. Stands at the entrance of the cave. Are you with me? If you don't know the book, it really is tough. The earthquake, the wind, the fire. I mean, back when I was in the music business, that was a great soul band. Hot to higher. Oh, that's earth, wind, and fire. Never mind. (laughs) But all that, God was not in it. God caused it. God wasn't in it. And it was when Elijah heard the still, small voice. What are you doing here? He covered his face with his mantle. It's God. Don't you allow your world, your heart, your mind to be so caught up in everything going on around you that you are still not able to hear that still small voice of God. I'm with you. I'm for you. I will not leave you the same way you came. And that brings us, thank you, Jesus, at about 30 minute. And that is flick and switch. See, I, 
I don't know how, I don't really know why, it doesn't matter. But so many people, when they read this, and I talk with people about this scripture, they get all, all nervous for the wrong reason. But I want to encourage you this morning that not everything that seems to be hidden is going to stay that way forever. This is good news for us. Every faithful decision you ever made, every sacrifice, every time you did right when you could have done any number of things, what has been done in the darkness will be brought to the light. That is not there to make creepy people feel with. It's to encourage us. For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that it shall not come to light. I love so much these kinds of texts and the message. It says we're not keeping secrets. We're telling them. We're not hiding things. We're bringing them out into the open. Are you listening? Really listening? Friends, you are in a brand new transition mode here. It is going to be worth it all. Every trial, every situation, every setback. Lamps by nature, lamps by night, they're to be put onto a lampstand. And they will show Light's purpose is to show things the way they really are. Yes? We won't take the time. In another setting, we could. Joseph, many of you talk about being hidden. You see, this morning... Here in our text, you read it not just once, but it's a double layer there. Jesus is telling us that we need to be very careful to whom and what we listen to. Amen. What, what, what are you saying? Thanks for asking, young lady. I'll tell you what I'm saying. You and I, we want to be around when the light goes back on. And trust me, the light's going to come back on. Some of you this morning, God love you. I got in on time. I wanted to come to the concert. I explained to pastor. He understands. You know, we got relationship, but I don't want to become over-familiar. So if God ministers to you, you're not going to say, well, I talked to you at the park last night. No. Right. I love music more than you. I'm a muso. But we're going to have revival this week. Right. And some of you desperately need to know you're going through your own personal time of darkness. 
You feel your lights being hidden. You feel you've been facing injustice. Someone said something, done something not right. You feel the heavens silent. You're praying. You're not getting any answers. Some things are going on in your life, your world. They are not making sense. God is going to reveal things. And when he does, flip the switch. Because we are going to see revival in these last days. Have your opinion. Keep it to yourself. It is not God's nature to let the church of Jesus Christ go out with a whimper. People died for this faith. I want to tell you, in these last days, the enemy is doing all he can to frighten and to silence and to stymie the church of Jesus Christ. Social distance. Mask up. I understand all that. But there are people outside these walls that have something far more deadly than COVID-19. It's called sin. And we must, we must continue to be about our Father's business. Some of you this morning, God's going to help you at this first altar call. Make a decision now. God, all that's within me, I'm going to make a decision to be here as much as I can this week. God, I need encouragement. God, I need refreshing. God, I, I need you. No kidding. That's what revival is. It means to make alive again. Be careful how you hear. Be careful what you hear. Today, God wants to help us flip the switch and have our light come out. I was talking to a guy last night. Pastor sent me a flyer, and it was great. Two guys I prayed with over by the, not a Fred Meyer, what is it, the Target. And the guy's just saying, yeah, my other friend, he kind of goes to church. I go, he's a really great witness, isn't he? He's lighting your blunts for you. He goes, yeah, I never really got that, man. I, you know, never really was much of an exciting kind of Christian. I just you know, never really had much light. I go, you know what? I'm going to say this to you guys. You may feel like you're not like one of our other brothers or sisters. You're not that 1,000-watt halogen krypton bulb. That's okay. Do you know that even a 2-watt light bulb, 2 water in a completely dark room changes everything? Let your light shine. And if it's been snuffed out or hidden, set it back up. And let's have church. Can we bow our heads, please, and close our eyes just for a moment? I do so very much, thank God, for your faithfulness, your attentiveness.
all that the Lord's going to do for us this week. What a privilege to be back always in the Northwest, a privilege to be in the great state of Oregon, privilege to be in the greater Portland area. This morning, while we pause in this message just for a moment, and I want to, as Pastor Ed Gibbon, I don't take it lightly, the liberty that during this week, at these altar calls as they progress, even those that would normally lead us in song, even those that may, you know, be the musicians. I want you to be very, very keenly aware. I know you're faithful, you take your stations, but I want you also to be open and able to answer any of these altar calls so that you can get touched as well. And having said that this morning, we want to pause, maybe the real issue in your life this morning is not just that maybe your light's being hidden. It's not the issue that you're facing certain things, but in all honesty, down deep inside, you know the light's got to come on at all. That perhaps with so many people gathered here this morning, maybe today you're here, you're not saved, you're not right with God. You believe in God. You believe in Jesus but you do not have a genuine understanding of being born again or you're backslidden. Maybe your heart's grown cold. You've allowed peer pressure, other things to take you off course. We are going to pray in just a moment as a family. But before we do, maybe the first and foremost need of your life is to get right with God. If you're not saved, if you're not right with God, that other scripture, what will seem to be hidden, it's going to be come to light. But today, what I love about this, Jesus saves. Does it matter what you've done? Does it matter how long it's been? Does it matter at all how far away you think you've spun out of orbit? God is here right now. Jesus cares about you and me. And maybe this morning, first and foremost, you want to, you need to get right with God. Maybe to just rededicate, to get some of those wrongs right with Him. Let Him fix those things this morning. Not that you're facing some battles, those things we're going to pray about in a moment together. But this morning, in all honesty, you're here. You know down inside you're not saved, you're not right with God, you're backslidden, and you want to get right. That is you, right where you are just as you are, would you slip up your hand quickly one time, put it right back down in Jesus' name. Unsaved, you're that prodigal. You want to get right. You want to come home. Slip up your hand quick. Put it right back down. Thank God. Thank God. Then this morning I do want to change the appeal. As our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I really, really am excited to be here. One thing about me, you'll understand, I will always do my best to tell you the truth and I will give you my best. This morning, this is to be nothing less than an opening foundation of this week's revival. I do understand very much so. Sometimes life doesn't make sense. I do understand personally injustice. I do understand when things are not fair and things seem silent. 
But this morning you're in this place and you understand these things and more. And life is trying to snuff not your salvation, but your, your light. And you're going through some things that are not making sense. And you realize today, God, I need a refreshing that only you can give. I need a touch from heaven that only you can do. And this morning, pastor cannot force you. Heidi, no one can force you to do this. You have to make a decision. I'm going to flip the switch. I'm going to let God help me today. Whatever he has for me, for my tomorrows, yesterday, God is saying, what are you doing here? He did not belong in that cave, Elijah didn't. And you and I need to know God still has a plan. God still has a purpose for you and me. Now, I'm not expecting everyone, but there are several here this morning. You really do want, you really do need a touch of God's refreshing. You're saved, you're born again, you love God. But you need God to give you a touch this morning to help you come out from under that basket, come out from under that bed, and let your light shine once again the way it ought to, the way it used to, the way really deep down you want it to. Can we stand together this morning? I sense very strongly the Lord speaking to several people. I want you to come and stand right here with me, please. Come, come right now, just come as you are. Come and stand, just come and stand. We're not gonna hold you. We're not going to loiter. I know used to be against the law in Oregon. Obviously they changed that ordinance too. Because I know what we do. Don't think if you're visiting, we're having mass. No, we're not having mass. I am from Prescott. I know we come, we do an altar call. Sometimes we kneel down. That's fine. We'll do that. But this, if it affects you, it affects every one of us in this church. And we need to realize this morning that the enemy really does have your face, your spirit, your destiny in his target. This is what's at stake today. It's not just about you and me. Many times it's about them. Of course you matter. But sometimes we just need to know God Almighty. There is no one else possibly who could know what I'm going through but you. And it's because he does know that there are some things in life, they're painful. Then there's other things that are downright heartbreaking. And when things seem to be beyond our own control, when things seem to be beyond our own, it hurts all the more. But right now, God wants to take those frustrations, God wants to take those feelings and put them exactly in order. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And if we know that God is not the author of confusion, we know who is. It's the enemy trying to stir your mind, trying to bring confusion and doubt in areas that are not his business to tread on. God is going to give you a peace, a real peace today as we pray. Don't you love the Lord? I tell you, God's presence is here. Please don't get, how do you say that nicely? 
Don't take this for granted. I travel. I've been in some places huge and it's just like rocking. I mean, boisterous. And somebody, hey man, don't you just feel the Lord? No, not really. God's here. And that lets me know that God hears us. Can you trip on that one? John said it best. This is the confidence that we have in approaching him. If ever before we need confidence, it's today, isn't it? And this is the confidence we have in approaching him that he hears us. And if he hears us, we know we will have the desires that we ask of him. God's made some very specific, some very clear promises to you. Some of these through your own prayers. Some of these through reading your Bible when you're not so busy and you can do that. Some of these come as you hear preaching and you reach out, sister. That's for me. God's not a man that he would lie. He keeps his word and he keeps his promises. Today, he wants to restore your confidence in him to know he's going to do it for you. He's going to do it for you. Not because he has to. It's because he wants to. Oh, I sense the presence of God. God's so good. He's so good. And you know, sir, God's, God's goodness, it's more powerful than our badness. This might seem to be some bad English, but it's good saying. Your badness doesn't overcome his goodness. Maybe you're not as bad as you think you are. God's faithfulness triumphs over all, brother. In some services just like this one, we just need a fresh touch of God, a fresh wind in our sails. And God is saying, brother, don't drop anchor. You lift that sail again. You hear me? Lift it again. Well, if I, I know if you don't, you may not get hurt again. I know if you don't, you may not be disappointed again. But if you lift that sail and the wind catches that, it will take you safely to the other side. God is not finished in your life. And maybe I'm being selfish. We kind of want to keep you around for a while, brother. So you be refreshed and you be strengthened today. Let God have his way. And you let all that funky condemnation go right back where it belongs, into hell. You love the Lord? God's so here, isn't he? Such a great thing when God comes to church. Because then, all things are possible. Do you believe that? All things. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, God is the one who does things, sister, 
no one else in 10 lifetimes could ever do. And I don't even want to put on the waiters. I don't know what it is you've gone through and I don't know what it is you're going through right now. I don't want to step in it. I certainly don't want to bring any hurt or anger into your spirit. But as you were sitting back there, I could see like this tempest, I could see these things going on, these contrary winds, God's will and your won't. God's plans and others' oppositions. You know, sometimes we just have to let God have his way. And I believe with all my soul, your faith is genuine. But someone very close, very not too far in the past, hurt you very deeply. And it's rocked your confidence, not even as much as in God, but God's willingness to answer you Sister, that is not a healthy way for us to walk in obedience. God's faithfulness is in spite of what others may say or what others can do. Make sense to you? God's going to do great things as we pray. Oh, he's good. He is so good. I, I'm thrilled. Can we, can we still do that in Oregon? I'm thrilled to see what God does from youth rallies till today and on. And I, I told the youth a while back there in Menville, I, before I was a Christian, I was a sinner. And I used to think in my mind, I, I hated snitches. I can't believe you told them where you got the stuff, man. But the Holy Spirit is certainly not a snitch. But he is speaking so powerfully, so realistically about so many of you. I know I'm going to be coming back to service. Because Carl Malone was called the mailman. He might have been retired, but the Holy Spirit's the real mailman. He's got some mail to deliver this week. He's going to help us. He's going to speak to us. He's going to lead us and guide us. Brother, right here. This is the way. You walk in it. Such as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. God is saying this morning, sir, stop dwelling on all the failures. Stop dwelling on all the wrong things. We, you keep thinking about, I can't. I, so we become. God is saying today, as we are, he can help us to become as we want to be. Are you right with God today? Okay. Do you deep down, do you want to be? I believe that with all my spirit. Would you pray right there where you are? Just pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins and my wrongdoing. I am so grateful you know not just my past, but my future. Come into my life to be my Lord and Savior and help me to live for you. I thank you for forgiving me and I thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, I pray.
Amen. Look at that essay. The walls didn't cave in. The roof didn't collapse. Heaven is rejoicing right now. We start somewhere and leave it to God. Oh, I'm having a great time. Gonna pray for one of you yells out, bingo, go to Dairy Queen or somewhere, wherever you do. Could you put your hands onto your heart this morning? We wanna pray. We are gonna have a tremendous time tonight turning a totally different corner. Anyone you know have been missing in action, get on the phone, text them, call them. Let's invite people out for the services. But I want you right now where you are to say, my father in heaven, it is true. There have been times and seasons, events, circumstances in my life. I did not see. I did not understand all that was happening. But this I know. I can make a choice. And this I willingly do. I cast down every stronghold of doubt, discouragement, fear of the unknown. I am asking you to release a refreshing in my spirit, healing in my physical body, release fruitfulness, effectiveness in my life, for I leave all my hopes in your hands. Have your way in every area of my life. Thank you for helping me rise above in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Let's give our Lord God praise as our pastor would come. Thank you, almighty God. Thank you, almighty God. Amen. It's good to be in church this morning. Praise God. Tonight, 5 o'clock for prayer, 6 o'clock for evening service. Come out. I believe afterwards we're going to go across the street, have the barbecue and what we do on Sunday nights. So um, be prepared for that. Bring your stuff, your salads or whatever, your chips and all that other healthy food. And uh, <laughs> we'll provide some meat. You can bring whatever you want. We'll just gather across the street, have a good time of fellowship. But... Uh, yeah, have a great afternoon. Come back tonight refreshed, all that God wants to do. Let's bow our heads this evening, this morning rather, and we close in prayer. Tyson, can you close us in prayer?